You're listening to Irish Radio Canada from abroad. And, and this week, past, we just we heard from Neil Gibbons of Tourism Ireland talking about the global greening that's going on, and Canada is included in that in a big way. I think there's something like 54 sites in Canada. And then we also heard from Karen Walsh. And Karen is the artistic director of St. Patrick's Festival in Ireland. So there were two Irish perspectives. And this week we're going to get a Canadian perspective and we're going to head out west and chat with Consul General in Vancouver. Frank Flood. Frank, thanks a million for coming along. Great to connect with you again. Uh, thanks very much, Austin. It's great to uh, have a chat with you again and great to be back in your programme. Well, last week we were chatting with Neil Gibbons and Karen Walsh and they gave us the global perspective and the Irish perspective. So, out west Vancouver, I know the Irish in Vancouver are very connected, very active, very involved uh, between everything and despite COVID, I know there's a lot coming up because before we get on to that, I have to compliment the job you guys did for St. Bridget's Festival. You did a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, Austin. I mean, uh, we have to hand an awful lot of credit to Maura DeFetus and her team. And uh, there's only a small team of five, but uh, they did a, an, an excellent job. And I must say, Jenny Borka and the, the vice council here uh, really put an awful lot of uh, behind-the-scenes work into it as well. And uh, we were... Very delighted with it. And to have Monica Mike Williams on the consulate event, I mean, it really is interesting. And it's still online. So if anybody's interested, please do go back. I, uh, I was in Ireland myself at the time, and um, I, I listened in on three or four of the events, and they were just uh, so interesting and stimulating. So it was great. And, of course, we linked, linked in to the embassy in Ottawa. And uh, the strange thing about this virtual world is that, that it's helping um, – Diplomatic missions work more closely together. We're, you know, we also had a, uh, a immigrant support program link in with uh, the consulate in San Francisco um, to help people on the on the west coast to to apply for funding uh, for organisations. And we didn't see why we should do one and, and San Francisco should do another one because it's, it's the same program, it's the same application mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so things in the, the virtual world where you know everybody's trying to make the best of it these days. And uh, from that perspective, of course, it means that whatever one consulate or one mission is doing, it's possible to share it to the wider audience, whereas before you would have been confined to your own locality. So as with the St. Bridget's Festival, you were effectively able to be the host for the whole of Canada. That's indeed. And I think more of the features, uh, we had a, a community reps meeting, the Zoom meeting there last week in advance of St. Patrick's Day, but Maura was reporting on saying St. Bridget's Festival in Vancouver had people linking in from Japan and from mm-hmm. Australia and mm-hmm. uh, from Europe uh, because it's virtual and everybody was able to link in. And uh, we're actually fine these days because nearly everybody records and we would do a first Thursday uh, business breakfast with a speaker and we find that as many people, if not more, actually watch the recording afterwards than uh, live because uh, the downside of all this virtual world is, is it's uh, a Zoom fatigue and it's, it could be you could spend your life watching what's coming up and what's going on all over the world but uh, it is fantastic and the same I would have to say when it comes to particularly music performers the challenge is there are so many of them making their artistic endeavours available online that Zoom fatigue kicks in and you're kind of saying well on a Sunday night particularly uh, the range of top quality Irish performers who are available on either YouTube or Facebook or Zoom is so many you can't I can't be everywhere yeah. Yeah. No, and um, 
But you really miss the live music, the live music uh, sessions. You know, that's uh, uh, someone's put to me the other way. You know, if if they were told Hosier was on uh, it was on a virtual concert event, they might think about it. But if they heard Hosier was down the road in, in a playing a concert, they'd be there like a shot. You know? Exactly. So, Sam, this way, coming up, the Irish Festival is running from the 12th to the 17th. When when are you kicking off out there for? Uh, and and when I talk to Neil Gibbons, he says it's it's St. Patrick's Month. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, normally it is St. Patrick's Month. Uh, I would say the uh, there's probably less going on at the moment because people, you know, it's... There's less appetite for the virtual world, I suppose. But to be fair to uh, the, the Celtic Fest is the is the group here that organises uh, our St Patrick's Day event. They have twelve events from the 11th of March until the 20th of March, um, and every, there's everything there from uh, Irish bread soda, and there's uh, a virtual game show. There's the traditional music, of course, on Patrick's Day. They've already had their uh, pork and kid kick fodder. GA, GA site, and um, there's a heartbeat indigenous Irish drumming event. Um, there's a climate change debate, which is great, uh, from an Irish person who uh, went up to the Arctic Irish language classes and, and the Celtic family day. So there's something there for everybody. So if uh, people take nothing from my little few words this morning, please check the, the Celtic Fest Vancouver website because everybody can link into it from wherever they are. Uh, going up to the Arctic, I know that there is a call out for the most northerly individual. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the response is yet, but I know I think it's the Irish Festival in, in Dublin have a call out, or maybe it's Tourism Irish. Somebody has a call out there for the most northerly Irish person to please kind of reach out and let somebody know how far north you are. Yeah, there's the Embassy in Ottawa and the Ambassador Eamon McKee was. Uh, was pushing that, and uh, he sent the, on our own channels. He, he uh, challenged our our colleagues in uh, in Norway and in Finland. But I think uh, last I've seen is I think Finland might be winning. There's uh, there's some Irish uh, post. <laughs> somebody has a, an Irish postal address inside the Arctic Circle, so it's, it's pretty hard to beat that one. It is. But, uh, uh, the Canadians are very resourceful. You never know. So you have no challenge going between yourself and Ottawa and the Jerusalem dance then. Not at the moment. Not at the moment, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, because that has, uh, certainly the Garda Chiocana did a fantastic job in raising the profile of the Irish on their response to that particular challenge. I think it's over a million views now. And uh, actually there was... Uh, uh, Dr. Rourke here in the White Rock, she was on to me the other day. She's saying, well, the Constance should be doing that. We should be doing the jurors around. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I think we've got to wait till we get St. Patrick's Day out of the way. You know, it's, it is a busy time all around. So, while you mention all those events, again, when I was chatting with Neil Gibbons last week, he said this is the first Patrick's Day in 19 years that he will be in Ireland. This is probably the first Patrick's Day in a while that you'll probably be in your own base as well or pretty close to it or not with the whole day tied up with consular events? Oh, this, I won't be leaving the house, to be yeah. perfectly honest. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, uh, I was, uh, the honour of being the vice consul in Boston uh, if, about 20 years ago, but um, 
and that was the month, and you were running around, and you spent more time in the car, going from A to B, etc., and you bring the kids to an event and that. But uh, everything is virtual, and there's not one thing that I'm aware of that's, uh, that's in person. Um, unless people want to go into... And for, we're very fortunate here in beautiful BC. They, uh, you can still go with your family uh, in a bubble and have a meal or um, and, and have a beer. So uh, those people will still go to bars and restaurants where there might be a bit of music on. But uh, that's about it. Um, there is also a challenge out there from the Irish Festival in Dublin. Irish Festival 2021, and that is that this is a good opportunity to encourage, and you can put the word out there, that if any of the Irish wish to participate in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Ireland, they can submit a little short video and ship it into the festival in Dublin. And because my understanding from them was that the St. Patrick's Day Festival Parade, the St. Patrick's Day Parade 2021, I may be running for 24 hours with yeah. all these little snippets from people coming in from all around the world. So there they can encourage some of the, the people out there that, and if anyone's listening, uh, check out at stpatricksfestival.ie and uh, there is a hashtag that you just submit your posting. You post on social media with a hashtag, as far as I recall. And it could be I'm trying to encourage my kids to um, put on their their Irish jersey and parade around the house and give a loud happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that maybe we can get them to do it from Ottawa and from Oakville, where my grandkids are. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it'd be a great way across the country to get um, the Irish to, to have Canada Represented and waving the Canadian and the Irish flag on St Patrick's Day in, in Ireland. Oh, absolutely, that be that sounds like fun and it's, it's great and a great idea. And that, I mean, one challenge for for people in, in British Columbia is, of course, is the time difference with Ireland. We're always eight hours behind. So I'm delighted to hear that there's something that's a 24 hour event. You know, yeah, yeah. So far, you know, the Irish we can link in with the Irish in Australia and they can start the. Uh, start the, the, the ball rolling and, and we'll quite happily uh, complete the job. Yes, because it's a nice round the clock and that was one of the things, again, most of the events that will be up online from Dublin will be available up until the 20th uh, So yep. on, the, on the player. So again, uh, lots of opportunity for participation and sharing. Um, uh, so at 24, yeah, there's 24 hours on the 17th as far as I recall. Uh, and it's on streaming as well. They have their own player. Excellent. So, yeah. uh, so, so once you get past uh, March, uh, <laughs> and this 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 year you won't have to recover from March in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. uh, how are how is the rest of the year panning out? Given everything that's there, um, like. Commercial activity is still going on. Are there Irish people? I, I guess all our tra- travel has stopped. So what would have been a stream of immigrants previously, the brakes are on. Um, anybody who may have had paperwork, are they being referred back to the Canadian Foreign Affairs to try to extend their date of entry or things like that? Yeah. I think things have settled down here, um, Austin, to be honest. Um, uh, in, a, in a good way, in that uh, 
people have accommodated and the economy has been ticking over. It's meant to grow by about 5% in BC this year, according wow. to uh, the provincial uh, finance minister. Um, and to be surprisingly enough, there's still um, a trickle of Irish coming over. And um, what is significant, which you may not be aware, is since uh, March the 1st, since yesterday, um, Canada has reopened uh, for the two-year visa program, um, the International Cultural Exchange Program. Now, the caveat with that is that you uh, you need a job offer to, to apply. They're, they're following the, uh, the J1 system. So that does change things enormously. And... Um, so now uh, we will be aware that there's uh, a lot of interest uh, in Ireland and, and of course, coming over. And um, they're, they're more, of course, most welcome. But they do need a job, and they do need a job offer. Um, but in a way, that might steady it down, and um, so the stream might come in in a more um, measured way. And unfortunately, I think in, in, the, in the past, um, sometimes students are tempted to use the the two-year program as uh, for two summers, and they all arrive at the same time, do the summer jobs, and then they go back. And then they realize, of course, when they finish their degree, that they would have loved to come and spend two full years in Canada, but they've wasted their opportunity. Right. Um, so that can't happen for the simple reason that there isn't the casual jobs in in uh, in Vancouver and BC now for the summer. Right. The, the tourism industry has taken a huge hit, and um, they can barely keep their own staff going, even even with domestic tourism. Right. So, the people looking for part time work in a, or jobs in bars and restaurants and that's just, they're just not there. Right. So, um, I think the tri- trickle will continue. It will be my expectation, and um, we welcome that. And um, I think that you know that might be actually make people think uh, a bit. Longer and harder about this uh, wasting what I think is a two-year visa mm-hmm. sometimes on, on the summer trips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I know there's a lot of people um, where I've I've been spending some time in County Waterford in the area I'm in around here. I know there's a large contingent from here in Vancouver. It's been mentioned to me on a number of times that a lot have gone and that the GA over there is well populated by. Former GA members from here, so uh, it's uh, the the migration uh, patterns are following. I guess you could say what they used to follow, because the network. Uh, if you need the job offer, you're going to get it from someone who's gone on before you. So it keeps that connection alive very strongly. Yes, and I think from a parent's point of view, if you have a young person coming over to Ireland, it's a bit reassuring to know that they have the job offer, that they're going to work with. Um, Mary or, you know, or Joe or Uncle Nick or whatever. And, uh, you know, they'll be well taken care of. And if you have the job offer, uh, you probably line up your accommodation as well. So it's it's, it's all set. And because it takes such a big effort to get to Canada now, between mm-hmm. the hotel, uh, you have to stay in the hotel for your quarantine and then your full two weeks quarantine, it's really expensive. So mm-hmm. you're not going to take it lightly. So, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, Every cloud has a silver lining, so I think from a young person coming over, they really will have to plan ahead, they'll have the job lined up, and uh, probably better set up when they arrive. We should wrap up. If anyone wants to find out what's going on out there, what website should we be directing them to? Uh, CelticFestVancouver.com is a 
is that normally they used to hold the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade in the past. They're funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and others and uh, under the Immigrant Support Programme. And it's our flagship program for, uh, for the year. And can I just have a, a one plug for um, the concert is, doing, is involved in three events. Uh, one is with the concert corps, um, but there's another with uh, the Ireland Canada Business Association. Uh, we've linked them up with the Surrey Board of Trade. Oh, good. Uh, which is the uh, which is the second biggest municipality in uh, BC, and uh, they're going to have an event on the 16th of March, and they're going to focus on Ireland as uh, right. why should. Uh, why should BC and Surrey link in more with Ireland on, mm-hmm. uh, for trade? So that's very interesting. Um, and that's the details of that um, is also on the, the Celtic Fest Vancouver website. And finally, I suppose to, to great credit to Gallery Photography of Ireland, they have an album coming out, a photo album of the Irish in Canada. And um, one section is, is on BC. And um, there's a preview of that being organised between the consulate and the Irish Women's Network. And uh, I certainly link into that because mm-hmm. uh, I'd, I'd like uh, the plan always was to open up the new consulate in Vancouver and to do a benchmarking, uh, community mapping, trade directory of where we are now, and then to look to our past. Mm-hmm. It's very important, I think, to understand the, the history and the story of the Irish in BC and, uh, and in Canada. So the, we thought we would. Uh, Perhaps open up and have a, a history, an Irish family history project. Uh, you know, for that's open to everybody. And if and if you want to, you know, put photographs or or do some um, recording or just tell the story of your family, that it could be there and it could be captured. So uh, perhaps to come back and talk to you about that project another time. Fantastic. Now, of course, on that end of things, the Ireland Canada Memorial Park has got the green light and as well in the last few weeks. So that's another big development in the Vancouver region. Oh, it's great to see that happening. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it's important that uh, you always recognize your past and yeah. uh, our, our shared our shared story and our shared history. And uh, it's great to see the Irish doing so well in, uh, in British Columbia and Canada in general. Um, and it's great to maintain the links back home. But, uh, I, you know, you need to understand where you come from to... Uh, to help you go forward. So, uh, Frank Flores, Council General in, in, of Ireland in Vancouver, thanks a million for taking the time. Good to meet you, Austin.